Revelation 2.11 Ministries. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, episode 17. I am your host, Travis, and it's been a little while since I've done a podcast, or maybe it hasn't been long enough. Hmm. All depends on your perception, I guess, huh? Well, I try to be very cautious about what my kids watch. Uh, I don't let them watch a lot of the newer cartoons and uh, especially the movies and stuff that they sneak in things, agendas of the world that uh, I try not to let my kids perceive or intake. So I try to be cautious of what they watch. So a lot of times I have to end up letting them watch some older cartoons or different things that I remember as a kid or as I seen growing up uh, and then just have to oversee them. And recently they had watched a Lion King uh, the 1994 movie, The Lion King, the cartoon, uh, by Disney, and they, uh, were watching it, and I, I started remembering when I was a kid, and I, I watched it, I remember when I was five or six years old, and, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but Simba's dad, uh, dies, Mufasa dies, he gets trampled in a stampede, and there's a scene where Mufasa's laying there dead, Simba comes up, and he sees his father lying there lifeless and trying to wake him up. And then he understands that his, his father has passed away. And I remember as a kid when I was about six, maybe five or six or seven years old, I remember crying and how sad I thought it was. I said, wow, that is so sad. He lost his dad. You know, his dad had passed away. It's a sad scene to, to try to understand death and stuff for a kid. So my kids are watching it, and the scene's coming up, and I, I, I'm sitting there with them thinking, okay, I got to be ready. They're going to they're gonna start crying when they see this. You know, I got to hold them and hug them, because I know what's coming, but they don't know what's coming. They've never seen it before. And uh, the scene goes on, and I see it happen, and, and it's going through. And as Mufasa's laying there lifeless, the only thing I can think of is... This father can't protect his children. How can he protect his son now that he's dead? And it started to make me cry. My eyes started to water. And I realized that it was a sad thing again. And it's been almost 30 years later. I'm watching this. And I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe that I'm crying over the same movie again. But the point was I saw it from a different perspective. I saw it as a child and I saw it from Simba's point of view, and then I saw it as a father, and I saw it from Mufasa's point of view. Even though Mufasa was dead, I understood how could he protect his child, which was a sad, sad thing to me. The kids, they were perfectly fine. They didn't shed a tear at all. Uh, maybe they're not old enough to, to understand yet. They're not even three yet, so maybe they, uh, maybe they didn't understand what was happening. They didn't perceive it yet, but, uh, it's what I kind of want to focus on is sometimes it's all about perception. It's all about perspective. It's all about seeing something from different angles or different views or different understandings. Sometimes that's what we need to do when we're walking in this life. As a Christian, we need to have uh, the right perspectives on things. We need to have a godly perspective. We need to have a Jesus-centered perspective. We need to have a kingdom perspective. We need to have a heavenly perspective on on what we're doing in our life and how we're interacting and uh, how we allow things in our life and how we um, we focus on things and, and uh, just uh, what we we think about on 
and what we meditate on and and uh, what kind of conversations we have uh, there needs to be a, a godly perspective on these things and we can look to the bible for direction and perception and wisdom on what we need to do uh, the book of proverbs is a book of wisdom and starting in chapter 1 verse 2 reads this to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To give subtility to the simple and the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see that it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But the second part, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. So it's one of those things you got to be cautious of. You know, if people are giving you just instruction, wisdom, uh, showing you something, trying to help you perceive something, and you you uh, despise it, you hate it, you don't want to hear about it, you might fall into the category of a fool. And it's not a good thing to be a fool. You can see in Mark 4, uh, verse 10, disciples uh, come to Jesus, and the Bible says, And when he was alone, and they were uh, uh, they were about him the, with the twelve, asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Unto you is given the, to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive it, and hearing they may hear and not understand least any a time that they shall be converted and their sins shall be forgiven of them. So you see Jesus uh, uh, purposely spoke in parables so that those who uh, wanted to be fools wouldn't understand what's going on. They wouldn't receive it. Uh, those who didn't want to seek out the kingdom would not get the wisdom from it. So it's those who want to to dive in, those who want to follow after Christ and really get understanding about what he wants and what uh, God wants as a whole it's through uh, you know those who seek his kingdom they get understanding uh, they get wisdom they get uh, revelation for for the scriptures they get revelation from the parables they get understanding of how to walk in this life they get understanding about what God's doing uh, through through his uh, scriptures and and through his Holy Spirit leading and guiding them so I'm going to uh, read uh, some verses from Ephesians chapter 5, and then I'm going to try to open some eyes here uh, to help people see or perceive uh, something that uh, they need to see. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, For you are all sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Wherefore we, he saith, Awake that thou sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise." redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, 
wherein is ex- excess, be filled with the but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So uh, I'm going to back it up a little bit, but basically have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Today is uh, October 21st, as I'm recording this, actually in the early morning. Uh, October 21st, we are nine days, ten days, nine days from uh, what we all know as Halloween. And uh, if, if Christians are unaware, if believers are unaware, it is not a day... For Christians to be involved with and uh, I know it seems innocent I know it seems kind I know it seems fun but the point is it's a day of the devil it's a day to celebrate things opposed to God it's a day that people put on images that are not godlike there are things that happen on that day and I'm saying it so you don't be unwise or uh, unknowing about those things, but there are uh, people who do rituals and sacrifices. There's witchcraft and demonic things happening on that day. And if you don't think anything bad happens and it's just another day, then I would have to tell you you are very, very much not discerning of anything spiritual, because uh, if there's 365 days in the year, and you believe in God and you believe God is good, and you believe that there's demons, and there's devils, and there's the devil, and you believe that he works evil, the devil does, then what day does he do his evil? I mean, every day he does his evil. But if there's a one day out of 365 days where people dress up as demons and witches, which day do you think he does it? Do you think that's his, one of his, uh, you know, is that not a day that he would be doing things more active him and his minions, his witches, his demons. Uh, there are accounts of a lot of testimonies and stuff you can find where you can see that um, former Satanists, uh, former witches and stuff, they will tell you that, that it is a very strong day for, for evil, for, for the devil, for his kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. And for Christians to partake in it, to be fellowshipping with darkness, to having fun in darkness, to be naive that they're uh, striking hands and and fellowshipping with the devil. Um, They just need to wake up. I mean, it it seems innocent if you don't know any better, but you think about it, it's it's a day where you're changing your image. And what what do Christians do? They're supposed to put on the image of Christ. As a Christian, you are supposed to die to yourself, so whoever you are, my name is Travis. Travis is supposed to die, and I'm supposed to be Christ in me living. And people should see the reflection of Christ. So I'm putting on the image of Christ. So on this day, people put on the image of a devil. They put on the image of a witch. They put on the image of a zombie and a mummy and a ghoul and, and demonic things and deadly things, things that aren't alive, things that we would call not real, uh, but there's a lot of spiritual things that a lot of people don't understand. They dress up as things that seem harmless. Maybe they're a puppy or a teddy bear or something like that, but they're putting on an image that is not 
of Christ. They're, they're putting on a different image, which that is not what we're called to do. We are called to bear the image of Christ. We're not called to bear the image of a, of a stuffed animal or, a, or a, a nurse or whatever kind of costumes people want to put on. They're bearing images that are not of Christ. But not only that, they're fellowshipping, they're partying, they're, they're enjoying the day, and they're, they're in agreement with the day. Uh, you know, it's, if it's a celebration that the devil's having, what we should be doing as Christians is praying against it. What we should be doing as Christians is putting on our armor. We need to be putting on our full armor, and we need to be standing against the schemes of the devil. Not partying, not laying down our swords, not getting drunk at parties, not, not having a good old time. We need to be coming against the plans of the devil on that day. It should be a day where every Christian picks up his armor and his sword or her armor or her sword and they get ready for battle and they pray. And they pray, and they pray. They pray for protection of innocent lives. They pray against the plans of the devil. They play, pray against uh, every scheme that would fall, every curse spoken over their town, over the children, over the schools, over the neighborhood would be broken in the name of Jesus. That's what they need to do. Christians need to be defensive and offensive on that day. They don't need to be distracted. They don't need to be laying down the armor or their swords they don't need to be giving in to the ways of the world or or just fellowshipping with darkness i mean what what if you were to die on that day dressed up in your promiscuous nurse outfit or your your devil costume or your goblin costume and you stand before the lord dressed up as as the enemy you know how how's that gonna feel looking like that looking like death you know that's another thing you know uh the wages of sin are death, and so we shouldn't celebrate dead or death or zombies or skeletons or, you know, it shouldn't be a joyful thing. That's the wages of sin. We need to celebrate life and life abundantly. That's what Jesus came to do, is to give us life and life more abundantly. He didn't come give us a party so that we can dress up like the wages of sin. That's not what he called us to be. That's not what he called us to do. And I understand it's deception. I understand... I understand that people just don't perceive that it's wrong. They just don't perceive that there's a problem with it. They just don't understand that there's an issue. But that's why, as I'm speaking, by the power of the Holy Spirit, eyes are being opened. Understanding is coming to believers. People are receiving by the power of the Holy Spirit. They can comprehend what I'm saying. And they will hopefully receive and turn away that they would repent from their fellowship with the darkness, with the plans of the enemy. It's not by some type of argument or fancy words that I can win over anyone. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit that can change minds, that can bring conviction, that can cause people to repent and change and to seek after God and to seek after holiness and to seek after the good things seek after the glory of God. Romans chapter 13, starting at verse 11. And that, knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, 
and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, nor chambering in wantedness, uh, not in strife or envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It's time is at hand. <laughs> the end is closer now than it was before. It's time to stop playing with certain things. It's time to stop being asleep. It is time to wake up. It is time to start getting real with our Christian walks. And in every way, in every way possible, we need to be heavenly focused. We need to be kingdom focused. We need to imagine as if tomorrow we will be standing in the kingdom of God. And that means what we do today matters. That means how we we use this next week matters. How we use the next month, it matters. Everything needs we need to keep turning our eyes back to God. When we got caught up in conversation, when we get caught up in work, when we get caught up in school, when we get caught up in friendships and families and events, we need to keep pivoting our eyes back to the Lord, pivoting our eyes back to the kingdom of God. What does it look like if I have a kingdom focus, if I have a heavenly focus? What does my day with my children look like if I'm imagining heaven is around the corner, if I'm imagining that God is real and that the Bible is true and that the kingdom is near? How does that affect the way I speak to those around me, those I care about, those I love, and even those who I don't even know? How does that affect my actions? How does it affect the way I forgive and how I let things go? How does it affect my hobbies and my habits and the things that don't mount up to anything, that, that won't do anything for the kingdom of God? How does that perception affect me in my day-to-day, in my hour-to-hour, in my minute-to-minute? How does it affect me when I raise my kids or, or spend time with my spouse or, or interact with my parents? How does that affect me if I had that kind of focus, that, that perception where I, I saw everything through a lens, and the lens was Jesus Christ, that I can love people with Jesus on the forefront of my mind, with Jesus' uh, vision, like putting on sunglasses where where everything i saw it my perception was changed my perception saw things differently i i decided to change how i spoke and change how i acted all because we know that the kingdom of god is near that we had a, a on our mind constantly jesus on our mind constantly god's glory and his grace and his kingdom and his his holiness and the righteousness of the, of of god and what would happen if we had that kind of focus and we didn't get caught up in the day-to-day and we didn't get caught up in the busyness of life and we didn't get caught up uh fellowshipping with darkness and partying and the schemes of the devil and being trapped and held down and being unfruitful with with our lifestyles how would that look if, if just one person or just two people would start living like that would start living fully to the potential that they could live for the kingdom of god you know how how can we do that how can we try to do that keep bringing back to our memory Lord, help help you stay the center. Help you stay the focus. Help you uh, be the direction that we need to look, Lord. Help us to keep our eyes upon you 
in every situation, in every storm, in every mountain, in every valley, in every high, in every low, in every good time, and in every bad time, in every sad time, in every happy time, in every every event, in every conversation. Lord, may you be the focal point. How does that affect our life? How does that change our perception on things? Can we? Can you see it? Can you see like how that would, how one person with that kind of perception could just illuminate the glory of God and just affect a neighborhood, can affect, uh, depending on their outreach of their voice, they can affect the whole country, they can, they could possibly affect the whole world. Uh, all glory be to God and not the person who does it, of course, but just if they would keep a heavenly focus, if we could try as much as possible to keep a heavenly focus in all aspects of our life. And it starts by letting go of darkness. It starts by letting go of things that just aren't any value. Like, if we really need to take serious the Christian walk. We can't be unknowing of these schemes of the devil. If, you're, if you've been a Christian for a while and you celebrate Halloween, I mean, come on. And I, don't, I do not mean that to sound uh, condescending or insulting in any way, but come on. It's, it's the day of the devil. Come on. Don't partake in those things. Don't allow certain things to go in your ears and your eyes. Don't watch certain movies. Don't watch uh, certain television shows. Don't listen to certain musics. Don't, lis- don't listen to secular things. Don't, uh, don't be involved in certain conversations. Don't be wasting your time in uh, certain habits and hobbies of life that are unfruitful for the kingdom of God. You, we don't know how close the end is, but... We're closer today than we were yesterday, and we're closer, and the tomorrow's going to be even closer than today, so we really don't know, but we need to have that heavenly perspective. We need to have that heavenly focus. Christ didn't die so that you can dress up like the devil. Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse 13, Jesus says, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there would be which go in thereat. Be... Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that will find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravaging wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and but corrupt trees bring forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Where, feet, where therefore by their fruit you shall know them. Not every one that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And then the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened to a foolish man, which built his house upon sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Let us not be fools. Let us be as wise men. 
Let us hear what the Bible says on these subjects, on these topics, and let us do what is being said. Let us follow what Jesus says. Let us not be tricked or deceived by the enemy or by false teachers who uh, think it's okay, who try to um, give in to these ways, these teachings of the devil. I mean, you know, the churches having their their events with Halloween, those churches who are just looking like the world, trying to let the devil in, you know. But let us not be like those people. Let us not give in to those things. And uh, let us not partake in those things. Let us just, let us pray. I think it should be a day that we pray. Uh, and if it's not something you've done before, I I think it's something that you should consider doing uh, throughout the day or set aside a, a big portion of the day to pray. Pray for those around you in your neighborhood against the plans of the enemy uh, uh, in pr- protection over your own house uh, against anything that might happen against your house, your family. Uh, be wise, uh, you know, to just uh, cover yourself, cover your family, uh, and cover the area around you. And uh, just uh, to spend time in prayer, uh, instead of fellowshipping with the devil, fellowship with God, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, fellowship with Jesus. Spend time uh, with the Creator. Spend time uh, worshiping the Creator instead of dressing like the enemy. Uh, I think it is something that some people need to hear. A lot of people actually need to hear, but... Uh, I think some are willing to hear and to listen. And that is why I feel led to do this message, this podcast. Um, So let me end it with a prayer and to pray for you all and myself, uh, as I like to do. Um, Pray with me if you would. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for uh, just your ability, Lord, to guide and lead and give understanding, Lord. I pray that all the listeners, everyone who, who's hearing the message or hearing part of the message, who uh, even if they didn't understand and tried to click off before uh, I started speaking about certain things, Lord, um, may they get understanding, Lord, that your truth be revealed, Lord, not uh, perception of me, not my own opinion on things, Lord, but by your Holy Spirit, by your power, Lord. May you give understanding to the listeners. May you give understanding to those around uh, to to seek out your kingdom, to not be dressed as darkness, Lord, to um, just be aware of the schemes of the enemy, to not be naive, to not be foolish, to not uh, just to not give in to uh, peer pressure just because neighbors, our friends or family or even church people maybe even the pastor at their church is doing something that is uh, involved in this uh, halloween event and they're telling them nothing's wrong with it nothing's wrong with it but i say lord if if something is wrong with it which i know there is lord lord that you put into the listener's heart lord uh, a conviction uh, to to stay away from those things to not be involved in any halloween parties to not decorate their house uh with cobwebs and skeletons and demonic things lord but that they if they have already because we're so close to the event already lord that you put in their heart to remove lord to to take down the uh the unnecessary things that that aren't glorifying you that doesn't glorify your name that if people know christians live there yet they have a devil in their front yard and graves lord that you, Lord, uh, you show your grace, your goodness, your mercy, your love, 
Lord, but give us understanding and direction and wisdom. Lord, give us ability, Lord, to uh, overcome any peer pressure or any uh, family pressure, any anything that uh, may want us to hold back our flesh uh that uh lord that you just give us direction lord that we can have a perspective that is kingdom focused a perspective that is heavenly focused and jesus focused that you can give us this reminder through your holy spirit just to to every conversation every direction we go every thing we're involved with lord that you we can put your kingdom first that we can put your glory first and your name first and that we can uh we can reveal you to those around us that we can reflect your image lord because that is what you called us to wear is your image lord i ask lord that you help everyone who is a christian and a believer who's hearing this lord to to be bold to uh, wear your image lord if someone asks them about the holiday and uh what what to uh, put on what they're wearing you they that they can say they're wearing the image of christ that they can strike a conversation for your glory lord lord i ask lord that you touch the listeners give them boldness and protect them from the plans of the enemy lord lord because as we stand against the enemy lord we know that he doesn't like that he doesn't like disruption he doesn't like uh confrontation and irritation in his plans uh lord so i ask for protection over everyone who would pray against this day and everyone who uh, is in your kingdom who would seek to repent from from living in uh, celebrating this day lord i ask lord for your protection over their lives over their family their household lord that you bless them lord that you put your holy spirit put your angels around them protect them lord in jesus name lord that uh that the plans of the enemy will fail at, uh, going against your people and your children Lord, may you do a work. Continue, Lord, revealing and showing your ways to us, Lord. Lord, open eyes, Lord. That's all I pray, Lord, is that your truth be revealed. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for all you're going to do. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you.